From the backwoods and the swamp waters of the Sunshine State and all across America and the world, this is the Big and Wild Outdoors with your host, Braden Gunn, Jonathan Swindle, and Bill George. All right, down there, Billy. Hour number two. Here we go. Big and Wild Outdoors, Braden Carlos, Bill George, and Diego. I finally found what I was looking for. That so- sounds like a song. Uh, we are here in the studio today on this uh, beautiful Saturday morning. We do have the uh, Ada storm that's uh, supposed to be brewing on its way or making its way up the West Coast. We don't, we don't really know yet. I love how the cone of uncertainty has widened quite a bit. But we'll see. We're Floridians, so we kind of know how to handle these things. I did see on the uh, news that there was a lot of folks that were making a rush to the grocery store just to make sure that everything was okay and that they had plenty of supplies just in case. Buy Iberia Edna, foods. Edna came. <laughs> Buy Iberia. Yeah, or Goya. And, no. uh, and uh, the... We cost less. We see the storm show up, and we'll we'll see what happens from there. So, uh, first day of hunting season going on in Zone C. When it comes to General Gun, also begins today. So a lot of folks out in the woods trying to get out there and fill up the freezer with some venison or some pork or some other delicious critter that they'd like to put in there. Uh, if you're looking for ammo, if you haven't got it by now, uh, it would be a good time to probably start looking somewhere on the interweb and be prepared to. Spend a little extra money because, as I talked about last week, I had a gentleman that came down from Kentucky who uh, picks up a load of James Hardy every week and takes it back up up there towards Bowling Green and the distribution area. And all of his co-workers were filling his pockets with $100 bills saying, if you find this or this or this, pick it up for me and bring it up because they're literally out of ammo in those little shops up there. I came across a story that came out this past week about an Indiana gun shop that had acquired 80,000 rounds of uh, 9mm. And before they acquired the 80,000 rounds of 9mm, they put it out social media, spread the word, let their customers know, uh, notified customers by email and whatever other electronic means to let them go. And when they opened the door up, 80,000 rounds of ammunition were gone in 30 minutes. 30 minutes. And it's only going to get worse. 30 minutes, 80,000 rounds, zippity-doo-dah, gone. See ya. Thanks for coming. We are out completely done. Uh, If you're still in line, the movie has already started. (laughs) Wow. That's just crazy. And if you think about it, with the, the past year and... Uh, yesterday, yesterday, lots of cases of nine millimeter, lots of firearms still flying off the shelf. Our stack of forty four seventy threes for the uh, month of last month and into this month so far are about this high, almost ten inches high. Hmm. And you think about how thin you know three pieces of paper are. That can, that tells you how many. Firearms have been flying off just one uh, gun shop in the area. I couldn't imagine how it is all the other places. But 
And there's a story also that came out this week that more guns sold in the United States this year than ever, ever in the history of the United States. And according to this story, especially among African-Americans in California. Nearly 5 million Americans have become new gun owners so far this year. That number is absolutely wrong. It's actually more over 7 million now that they've come up with, over 7 million uh, firearms owners. And leading the pack, African-Americans make up the largest surge in gun sales. Good. Very good. And, uh, hey, it's all legal. They're Americans. Let's very, all do this. Very good. I'm, I'm all for it. I like it. And according to the National Shooting Sports Foundation, 7.1 million guns were sold in the first six months alone in 2019. During that same time this year, 12.1 million guns were sold to African-Americans, seeing the largest firearm sales increase, 60% spike from the prior year. And that is only sales that go through the government. That is sales according to and, and attached and attached to a background check, 4473. So all private sales. That oh, yeah. And there were plenty of those as well. So those, especially here in the state of Florida, I know I uh, met a lot of folks who said, hey, I just picked up a new blank, uh, bought it from a guy, who blah, blah, blah. And we have a lot of guys who come in and they're wheeling, dealing gun traders all the time. They're like, hey, I just picked up this and sold that and got 14 magazines with it and got that and then traded it off for this and got that. And they're just, you know, up and up and up and getting better and better and better, getting in other things that they want. And that's the way it should be. And I just think that uh, with that many firearms owners, I just dude think I, about it. That's twenty. That's twenty million in just two years, less than two years. Yes, just twenty million. Yes, already added to the over three hundred million that were already in private hands before that. Yeah, and then so. you have a presidential candidate that goes out there and says that they're going to take your guns, take those. Yeah, and I just go. I just say to myself, good luck. Really? Good luck. Yep. Just, you know what? I think that you should have your what, guns are. Go knock on every single door and say, hey, I'm here to pick up your firearms and see how long the job lasts. Yeah. Didn't they do that in Nazi Germany? Uh, yeah. Yep. yeah. You know, they had volunteer stuff. They, you know, they, you could uh, you know drop it off if you wanted to. And uh, then yeah. They did you know, something similar in Cuba for the revolution. Yeah, you know? similar. Yeah, went door to door and uh, said, hey, how are you? I think some of these people need to go live like in you know, Venezuela for a month and see if they like it and then come back here and think about this country, how great it is. Nah, they don't want to do that. No, why, would, why would you put them out like that? Costa Rica, maybe, sure. Yeah. But Venezuela, I don't know. Things are, yeah. you know, kind of rough down there. Yeah, there's no pets. They're eating the cats and dogs. They are? Uh, it's a shame. Doing the, Yeah, gas is 10 cents, but if you don't have a job and you can't go anywhere, what good is that? The one that really got me, and I know that there are people starving to death, and you know they do have chickens, and they're selling eggs for literally like $1,000 a piece in Venezuelan money because mm. it's worth absolutely nothing. Yeah. But the one that got me was how many charity uh, people were here in the United States that were sending clothing down there. And they would just give it to them for free so that they could sell them, trade them, have them, barter them, do whatever. And the government came in and shut that down. They weren't allowed to, to sell the T-shirts or use clothing and make any money off of it whatsoever. Yeah. The, Why the, not? I, because it's against the rules. Uh, if the government doesn't give you a permit to do all that stuff, then uh, no, you, you can't do it. Government and shouldn't they got be it for involved free. in a lot of stuff. 
you know, that's just the way it is. Well, anyway, so congratulations to the United States of America. We are happy to welcome all of you brand new gun owners into the fold. But as I say to every one of you who has purchased the new firearms, for the good of all, don't just buy it and think it's going to save your life by sitting in a drawer and you pull it out to use it when you think you need it. Go get some training. Spend some time at the range. Go spend the time. Blow up a lot of ammo. Do what you got to do. Get better and proficient at it. Get so good at it and you're confident at it that you feel safe with it and you know exactly what it is that you're doing. But you know, people can't find ammo. So it's hard to practice if you can't. There is. You can still practice. You can dry practice. You can do all that stuff. You can buy a little laser package, package for that. Or you can buy a point. A lot of folks, like our buddy Paul Markle and others, are buying uh, BB guns that are in their gun style, like a Glock 17. And you practice with that. CO2s and BBs, same weight, same everything, blowback, you know. Mentally, it's still about trigger control and being able to do and hit your targets. Mm-hmm. So there are ways around it. You know where there's a bunch of ammo? Canada. Believe it or not, Canada is loaded with ammo right now. But well, could you get it? I got, some, I got some Canadian friends, man. I got Canadian connections, too. But, yeah. I mean, can you bring it across the border into the United States illegally? Right I now, wonder. there's no border crossing for U.S. citizens. Oh. Unless you're a specialty type like medical person, but uh, that's how I found out about the uh, ammo up there. I have to call my boys a spy point game cameras. Yeah. They got Renault. So we can't go up there because of C-19? Is that Because of COVID-19. Yeah, Uh, but they can come down here because of COVID-19. Oh, we'll see what it is this this winter. Oh, they're already here, bro. How'd they get here? They drove down. Oh, I didn't even know this store was here. They've been coming down here for 20 years. This they is came, awesome. They, oh. they came down the falls in a, in, a, in a barrel. You guys take beaver nickels, don't you? <laughs> All right, we're going to take a break. It is the Big and Wild Outdoors. We're brought to you by our good friends over at Brandon Ford. Stay right there. We'll be right back. Hey, it is the Big and Wild Outdoors. Brandon Gunn, Carlos, number one co-host. Thank you, thank you. Fill in (laughs) the Cuban redneck. Bill George and Diego here in the studio at the Beasley Broadcasting Empire. Not Vince. You know, uh, once I said that and once you brought it up the last hour about how you were the numero uno in the... uh, in the realm of the hot seat. Undisputed. Undisputed. Uh, Mike promptly texted and he says, yeah, Carlos may be number one, but Mike, I am still the best looking fill-in co-host. <laughs> I don't know uh-huh. about that, man. I'm pretty handsome. <laughs> You're pretty and handsome. Yeah. Depends on who's looking at you. Yeah, yeah. Uh, before the, before the uh, break, we were talking about the uh, ammo and uh, what's going on in the world around us. Not knowing what's going on in the world politically, uh, I'm with Bill George. I think uh, the night before the election, I don't think I've watched uh, 42 seconds worth of news since uh, election night. Uh, I woke up the next morning, turned on the radio briefly, 
heard the discussion and went, yeah, I'll, I'll worry about this in January. I just, I, just, gonna... I just looked on Google and it never moves. It's always not... the same. I kept trying to refresh and it's always the same. I, I'm just, you know what, I'm just going to keep living life as I'm going. And uh... Like a friend of mine in Miami I... said, all you, we still have to get up and go to work every That's day true. the next day. I, so. I, I have a T-shirt that says I survived eight years of Obama. I can turn around and survive a few more. <sighs> yeah, that is true, uh, but there may be some. There's rumors. There's rumors floating around about everything going to be Listen, changing. So, I'll be honest with you. I think both sides turn around and and do a lot of talking. When the Republicans had a whole bunch of stuff, they didn't do anything. I think politicians in general, the true politicians, they never really do a whole lot. I mean. That's why I think there should be term limits. And, and there should be term limits. I agree. And you know, it it may be getting rough. It may be getting crazy. It, things will change, but it's a constant. I mean, it, there was a few years ago we had you know what three fifty gas or something like that, three dollars and something. Oh no, like that. no, no! It was almost four dollars. Okay, almost four dollars a couple sub- years yeah, ago. It was crazy. Now all of a sudden our gas is. Dollar eighty nine, a dollar eighty nine, a buck eighty eight, or something like that. You know, I, I remember twenty five cent gas or seventy five cent gas, seventy five cents gas. I remember, I remember seventy nine cents. Yeah, gas. I remember seventy five Circle K eighties, easy. Okay, it's it's going to go all over the place. Milk costs more per gallon than gas. That is true. Milk. Yeah, it comes out of a cow. Yeah. Eats grass, and it's still expensive. It's it's expensive. Well, yeah. now the other thing, the issue uh, that we had uh, yesterday, I actually posted on our Big and Wild page about it, and then shared it with some gun groups, uh, was that uh, yesterday and the day before, uh, FDLE was having it seemed to be slowed down, or the website was actually not even working when it came to background checks. So uh, you could still we were doing call ins. <clears throat> and they would take the information, but there was no confirmations. There was no nothing going on. So stuff that was done the day before didn't go through until around uh, twelve thirty when it started packing, uh, popping back up from the day previous. And yesterday it was extremely, extremely slow. But it seemed to be only for certain individuals. Some people, Carlos, come in and he would do it. But boom, it would come back instantaneously. Bill George come in and do one, four hours goes by, nothing. I mean, you get nothing. And then uh, a person would walk in, you'd sell them one, bang, it'd come right back. And then another one would come in, and it would take four hours. There was no consistency. And I don't know if it was because they were so overwhelmed yesterday, but I can tell you that um, it was a Friday. Of course, it's payday. A lot of people coming in. Got a little extra cash before you you have to go home to mom and, you know, spend uh, what they can while they can. And there was a lot of ammo flying off the shelves, but there were also a lot of firearms that were uh, leaving the room as well. So if it was like I like to point out, if it was happening in one area, chances are it was probably happening all over the state, all over the country because of the, as you pointed out, the, uh, the unknowing and the chaos that is now ensuing over the airwaves and news agencies that we don't pay attention to, and and the world around us is in 
One's in total panic mode, and the other one's in, like, uh, we'll see after January. Well, well they said in California it was record sales, and, and a lot of liberals were buying guns. That goes to show you how things are. No, and I, I've asked, I've, uh, it's part of the, when you when someone comes in and buys a firearm, especially if they're a new person, you know, they're saying, I said, can I help you, what are you looking for? And they're like, uh, well, I want to buy a gun. And you have to go through the series of questions. Uh, what kind of firearm are you looking for? What do you plan on using it for? Do you do you have a specific need for it? Do you need a high capacity? Do you not need it? Are you going to carry it or not carry it? Are you going to hunt with it? You know, you got to ask these. You got to narrow it down so you can help them make their choices. Mm-hmm. And uh, it, it's amazing how many thousands of people since the toilet paper shortage that I've spoken to said, I don't know. I just want something. Something. I just want something is what they would tell you. Peace, look, of, peace of mind. They, exactly. They would look at you and go, "I don't, I don't know. I'm not. I this will be my first. I don't have any. I don't know anything about them. I just want something." And of course, I wouldn't say something for what. I would just assume that they needed it for something, and I would say, "Well, the something that you want, are you going to carry it? Keep it in the house? Is this going to be, you know, for?" Maybe possibly defense, or are you just going to mess around at the range, or are you going to hunt with it, you know, and you still have to kind of narrow it down. But it amazed me how many people just walked in blank-minded and going, I just, I, I want something. Something. Something if I have to, you know, use it or, you know, defend something or something, I, that, that I have it, that I, that I have it somewhere in, on me or in the house. Basically, wow. people that don't own guns want to own guns now. At least one have one in the household. I know. I know of some people um, that were totally against guns. You know, it's just like that video you showed me off the air in Long Island, where, with where people are uneducated and uninformed. But the minute that guy, you know, or one of his kids or somebody in his family gets Lyme disease, you'll see him change his tune. No, I they mean, won't. Yeah, yeah, they, they will. will not. Look, look. Years ago, when in Liberty, New York, my uncle was against hunting. My uncle didn't like hunting, right? Let, let me explain you know? what we're talking about. There was a video <laughs> that's floating around. I saw it up on Instagram where this kid is berating. Uh, he's probably 10 to 13 years old, and his father's there on Long Island. Maybe you've seen it. And he's berating a suburban hunter on Long Island who's permitted and allowed to go in and remove Certain amounts of deer we talk about on the show all the time. These are specialty guys who are probably paid to do it. Illegally interfering, by the way. And they were illegally, and they were, of course, berating him about what he was doing out there. It and the was kid cursing was, at him and yeah, all it was, that. It was really a bad thing. And uh, the guy said, hey, you know, I'm supposed to be here. I'm just taking the deer. I take them home and eat them. And uh, they were arrested. We said officers are on their way. And the kid just, you know, started just filling the air with blue, blue words. But... Um, as Carlos pointed out, as soon as one of those kids gets Lyme disease or somebody in their family does, they'll probably change their too because then they'll be the ones in front of the city council going, "You got to do something about these yeah, deer." Yeah, yeah, look, they're, we're, they're killing our kids. We're doing we're doing yard work or we're gardening but and we're getting you, Lyme disease because they're overpopulated. You, you know? get it right here. <clears throat> we have people, whether or not it's squirrels or Muscovy ducks or or doves, you turn around. You get one neighbor who's feeding them. They think they're pets. Sure, they yeah. think they there are their pets, that's against and they, the law. they got their names, you know? and they're they're feeding Fe- them. Feeding the alligator. That's it, against the law. The yeah. bears. Feed, and you turn around, you get another neighbor who 
turns around, tired of them eating through their soffits and getting in their attic and dying in their walls. And you get that neighbor go out there and start shooting them with the pellet gun, not letting them go to waste, eating them. Nice, fat, plump, juicy squirrels. And you got you got neighbors up in an uproar because you got somebody out there deal with their problem that the other neighbor's creating. Yeah, well, well, that's true. Well, it was a simple thing. Long story short, he didn't let me hunt on, on the acres he had up there, you know, in Liberty, and I respected that, you know what I mean? We, hunters don't push hunting on other people, even if they're your family. You know, it's the opposite. They, non-hunters try to push, you know, don't hunt this and that, you know, vegan lifestyle, whatever. It all depends, right? Long story short, they were going up there buying like $100, $200 worth of plants at Home Depot or Lowe's, and they were planting it. They go up next weekend, completely obliterated. Everything was eaten. Their Money's sticks, gone. their twigs, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And so then uh, by the third week that this happened, they asked the neighbors, and the neighbors said, oh, that's the deer. you got to put these things and cover it. And they were like, yeah, we're 600 in the hole. They called me up and said, hey, why don't you come up here, use your bow, or you <laughs> yeah. know, shoot some deer. And I was like, oh, so now it's okay? And yeah. Like, and I was like, yeah, no, nah, no thanks. <clears throat> yeah. I, I'll go to hang out, but I'm not. I'm I've not. actually gotten that phone call, too, from a, a friend of the family up in Virginia who has a, a little piece of property, and she's uh, she says, can you come up here? I can't plant anything in front of my house because the deer will come and eat them all. And she said, and if you could, while you get rid of a few of the deer – there's so many bears coming through that I, I'm always late for work because I go out and there's like four bears standing in my front yard and I can't make it to the car. So when it personally and, uh, affects them, then it's sure, okay. Yeah. But, you know. And it's the same thing when it comes to a firearm. They don't want you to have a gun. I don't need a gun. I don't have to have a gun. Until all of a sudden they go, I don't know. I just want something just so that I have something. Oh, just like the elected officials that have, uh, you know, um, people guarding them with automatic weapons. Sure. That's okay, though. I can use a few of those. I got a question for you about one of your relatives when we come back. You want to talk about my mama? All right, this is Big and Wild Outdoors. We're brought to you by our good friends over at Brandon Ford. You'd like to join in on the conversation. It's always easy. 888-404-1010. It's 888-404-1010. Call in if you want to. It's your own risk. Carlos is here. Bill's here. Braden's here. Diego's here. What were you boys over there discussing? Were you swapping recipes again? Every time you guys get together, it none always, of your business. It always turns into uh, food no, chat over none there. None of your business. Wow. You, speaking of food chat, just real quickly before we uh, that that goes right in with my question for you. Uh, no, I was, okay, I, I was talking smack on on Vince. I was trying to uh, trying to avoid the Bill George question, but go right ahead. Well. Oh, you can't your, avoid your, that. Your, your relatives were going to send you some venison, canned venison. It, right. Has it made it here yet? Nope. Has not made it here yet. Has you not have, made it here You yet. have hours for it to get here before my jar gets here for you. Really? Is it going to be here this week? Weekend. All right. Well, I don't want to see back it. back on Sunday. I don't. This Sunday? Tomorrow Sunday? Tomorrow Sunday. So uh, I don't want to even see it till next Saturday. Next Saturday. All right. 
Because I don't. We're going to put you. Maybe Jonathan will be back. Maybe he won't. Somebody has will be able to do. If he can't, I'm sure Mike can do FaceTime or Facebook Live, and yeah, we'll get we'll get you opening up a can. I'll eat it right here. But a good thing is I don't have to work next Saturday, so if I get deathly ill, I have a couple of days to uh, you know to recover and, and uh, get over the gut bomb or whatever it is that you're going to bring in. That'll be interesting. I don't know, man. You're kind of like a billy goat. You could pretty much eat anything. That 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 is well, true, but it's uh, and I don't throw up, so it's uh, it's one of those things where it's like you keep it all in. I gotta wait. To, it's gonna it take a while. In. Yeah. It's got to wait till it, it makes its move. So we're all good. Oh, so Lord. I'm looking as forward to it. People don't know. Is it cooked? Is it already cooked, or do we have to go microwave no, no, it no, over no. something? It's 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 been in the cellar. It's uh, it's fully fully cooked, fully spiced. Everything. And now is it Pennsylvania spiced or is it Southern spiced? It's Pennsylvania, bring, dear. Is it is it in a glass jar yeah, or is it in jar. a can can? Okay, so you could actually see it. Oh yeah. So is oh, it deer? Is it venison? Venison. So I'm at to bring in a something kind of hot sauce to oh, go with it. Whoa, 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 whoa. Why do you No, need you got it. No, you got to taste it like that first, and then you can put your hot sauce on it. But my we'll but my suggestion break. is this week, go get yourself a suppository. What the? Just in case. <laughs> I just I don't I don't trust Pennsylvania's uh, spice mixtures. It's all pretty bland or sugary or you know. Well, uh, well, bring, weird. bring a little Tony Sasheries then and put it. That's in what there. I said, and he's but, like, no, 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 no. We'll we'll see about having some noodles or but something. You, but you, you got to taste it. it the way it comes out of the jar first. Then sure. you could put whatever you want on. Okay, that's right. fair. That that is fair. I mean, I, I just Carlos, you know, and I want to see it live stream. I I did. I'd bring Carlos in to video it, but. <laughs> There's one thing Carlos cannot do. I got a weak stomach. Uh, no, 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 no. This isn't fear factor, man. This is just I'm, I'm not good at videoing. I get all involved. I'm great at taking pictures. That you know. He, he will but take video. Yeah, you don't want good picture. You don't want me to take video. Diego's a video dude. He yeah. knows what he's doing. Yeah. He's all good. No, well there you he's, go. Man. He's steady cam Joe over there. We're okay. I want to see that. <laughs> Well, I look forward to it. I'm. Uh, I'll see what it is. I put in the order. It is coming this away. Well, you know what? Then I'll. Uh, I'll have to uh, maybe hammer Andy Newt this week and have her uh, express it. That way, we can do a uh, Pennsylvania versus Wisconsin blend and see if uh, how it works out. Well, that'd be good. See, that uh, way you, could, you know, t- a b and. See well, if, see, one see of my if you make a scene. One of mine is a relative that you really don't want to make angry. The other one I don't know, so uh, you know, I don't know if it would be fair, fair and balanced. I wonder if Toby has that recipe or anything in his cookbook. You don't, don't need don't to. It's already cooked. It's already done. It's cooked. It's fully cooked. Oh, you mean how to do it? How uh, to, yeah. How to no, do it. he doesn't. He doesn't, and that's why well, we called Andy. There you go. Up there, there you go, Toby. The you know an, an addendum to your next book, man. There you go. <laughs> Canning armadillo. That's the big and wild, man. Always helping people out. Always trying to help out a brother and do what they got to do and well. get it over with. Uh, well, if you're out there looking for some deer to go out and uh, put into a jar, today would be your good day to do it, especially in Zone C. General gun season starts today. It goes from November 7th all the way to January 24th. Uh, as one gentleman found out yesterday, he... We were talking about, uh, he said, when does gun season start? I said, tomorrow. And he's like, really, that early? And I said, sir, we've been uh, we've been hunting deer in here since August 1st in uh, the state of Florida. 
And he's like, what? You guys start in August? I said, yeah. Archery A zone is, uh, is really is August, end of July. August 1st. Yeah, end of July. And he's like, wow. I've never, I, of course, it's that typical, well, that never happened like that back home. It runs yeah, until like, what, March? <laughs> Just uh, before Turkey? Uh, January 24th, and then. Uh, end of February. February 28th yeah. is the end yeah. of the Zone D muzzleloader gun season. So yep. that's December 5th and 11th, and February 22nd through the 28th. Yep. So that'd be the last day. <laughs> that's insane. August. September, October, November, December, January, for seven, seven months. months of deer season. And you used to be able to shoot two deer a day before they put the bag limits in, season bag limits. And two per the weekend. You used to be able to legally kill a ton of deer. I think Steve and I added it up one year, and if you started at the beginning and Went to the very end. It was some stupid number, like a hundred and oh, I want to say one hundred forty or something. No, it, no, it was like hundred and seventy-eight or one hundred eighty-seven. One of those two, I can't remember, but that's how many deer per person, all bucks. Does any, by the way, does any poacher hold that record? I don't. Uh, per person, individually, almost two hundred deer per person uh, to go out into the woods. Not counting the does on the doe weekend back then. When you could go get two does per season in each zone. So that would be six does that yeah, you could you, add on top need, of that. You'd need a freezer like Walmart. <laughs> okay. Oh, I don't know if you'd have a, you'd have to have a giant walk-in public supermarket type freezer yeah. for wow. that many uh, deer. But that's per person. And that's the one that usually blows people away. When you say, well, we started in August and we ended in, uh, you know, February and uh, you were allowed to shoot as many bucks as you wanted to. Say what? Yeah, bucks. Button buck, inch above the hairline, whatever you want. Uh, <laughs> That's you know. why we didn't have any around. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, you know. It, ha- it has gotten better the last couple of years, though. It has I, gotten I say. tremendously better. And Just a couple of years makes a difference. It's amazing how many people, we talked about it on the show, went kicking and screaming into this uh, new agreement with the FWC and now have sat back with their arms crossed playing uh, armchair quarterback and finally having to admit that this was a good thing. And I don't well, know how many is, years we shouted into some. the wind. Some people still don't care. They could, they'd rather shoot two spikes than one big eight point. Well, that's true. And, uh, and that's, uh, I'm, I don't have a problem with them. If they want to go out and uh, that's why I say that they should uh, be a little more generous with the, uh, the females. Oh, but we can't <sighs> because we don't have enough recruitment. I can fill a gap. I'm all right. Remember back in the old days, the FWC, uh, when we would ask them, because remember, we've been shouting into the wind for almost 17 years for a a tag system in this state. And uh, the answers in the early years of the show were, we don't have enough hunters to kill enough deer. That's why we have the generous numbers that we have. And I would would be like, wait. You're telling me that we're allowed to shoot 287 deer because we don't have enough hunters in the woods killing enough deer? That's what you're telling me? <laughs> and they'd be, yeah, that's right. And I go, but yet we can't shoot any does. Well, but you can shoot bucks. You can shoot 187 bucks. But I can't shoot any does. You can't shoot a doe in three lakes in archery season, but the neighbor across the fence can get no permits out the yin-yang. They kill 120 of them. I know some people buy property off the management areas just so they can do that. I kick myself every single 
time I think about it, I had the opportunity to buy 20 acres that bordered up to Upper Hillsboro uh, back uh, in the day uh, for like 10 grand and went, eh, you know, I just I need the money more than I need the land. So, uh, oh, man. what that would be worth today? Yep. Couple doves. 10,000 an acre. Easy. Oh, yeah. Easily. 15, oh, yeah. 10, 15,000 an acre. <sighs> if we'd only known then what we know now. It's the Big and Wild Outdoors, brought to you by our good friends over at Brandon Ford. Thank you so much for calling in. You're not calling in. 888-404-1010. We'll be back. you watching up there, Billy Boy, on uh, oh, the news? Uh, you all good? You catching up there, buddy? Yeah, it's all good? No, I was over there trying to talk with Diego about oh. gator hunting. Oh. I was trying to get him out there on the boat this year, and during the World Series, he was, he was more concerned about watching a little white baseball fly through the air than going out there and hunting an alligator. You were that invested in the World Series, man? I thought there was a girl involved. I thought you had a new girlfriend. That's why we didn't see you. Because, you know, once once you get a girlfriend, it's like, you know, we're we're, we're low rung on the ladder there. It's all over. <laughs> I, I don't blame them. You chose baseball over gator hunting? Seriously, dude? Is that what I mean, the Rays were playing. How could I not? Okay. If, if it wasn't the Rays, I, I probably wouldn't have cared. Yo, hometown love, man. Hometown oh. love. Yeah. Well, no. you got you to gotta take them all you can before they get out of here. So, yeah. yeah <laughs> so, that's so. true. Before you got to do, uh, if you're looking to get out of here, something that you've been involved in, uh, the Python Challenge is going to be happening again this year. I don't know if uh, Diego's going to be going down there and messing around with them again. Are you you planning on uh, going down and trying to get your hands on some snakes? Uh, probably not. <laughs> Why? Didn't I mean, you I'll go down there and, and film people getting their hands on snakes. Why? Didn't I, you, I mean, yeah. if I'm down there... I and thought you had a good time. A snake, I might get. Listen, I might take my turn. I thought you had a good time when you I, went down I there. I, I would put. I, I would put money on the fact that Diego would jump on a snake before Vince would. I I would put money on that as well. I would think that that would probably be a sure, sure bet. I don't. I don't know. <laughs> I I just. I don't. I, I, don't, I, mean, I don't know. We all know Vince ain't a hunter, man. You know. Well, you know he he tries. You know like yeah. he's. You can't say that because all I, fishermen I, I, are hunters. Well, I think when I met Vince, I, he wasn't even a fisherman at that time. Sure he was. I he, think, oh, was he? Don I think of Indian he's Rocks gotten Beach. out more than oh, you okay. have lately. Oh yeah, he's been out there messing around. He's got I, that he's got yeah. that new uh he's got that new girl uh, co-host, man. She's dragging him all through the place, man. She's she's got him lined up for all kinds of stuff. They man. went out and uh, what were they catching those uh what were those darn fish over there? Pacao, Pacaos, or Pacquiaos or something? Paku. Paku, yeah. They went over there and did that stuff. Uh, push that button right there on the right-hand side at the top, the one that's blinking. St. Pete? Who's that? That's oh, Alan. No. says Alan. Alan. No, no, that's the wrong button there, Junebug. No, not that one. No, not that one. Nope, not that one. There, there you go. There Hi, go. Alan. 
Hey, don't blow up the station. Hey, Carlos is pushing buttons. Hey, with me, it's anything's possible, man. We could go. (laughs) What's going on? Morning, boys. How you doing? How are you doing? I'm doing doing pretty good. Stuck at work as usual every other weekend. But uh, I just got a quick question. You know, I grew up in North Florida, and I didn't hunt a lot growing up. We just did. We just fished mostly, and so I didn't get into hunting until I married a Wisconsin girl. And I had the uh, the uh, Pleasure or displeasure, depending on how you look at it, of uh, living in Wisconsin for 10 years. Um, and I got a little spoiled. So now I'm down here, back down here and, and I'm looking to hunt deer and like get my 13-year-old involved, you know, more than just going up there once a year. And then I'm finding it impossible to find easy access to public land. And I know I'm probably preaching to the choir, but and, and this year I, I – this whole quota system with the wildlife management areas is like I can't even decipher it. It's it's I, I got a better chance well, of winning the lottery. I it, think it is a very cumbersome process to learn. Once you once you learn it, people who who really pay attention to it do very well. There's an initial phase in which you turn around and you can put in for your quotas and get drawn, and then after that. There's a, a whole period where people turn back in what they don't want, and you can constantly go in there every week and look to see what's being turned back in and apply for those and try and try and try and try. It's a whole another hunting season in addition to the actual hunting, just trying to get a permit. But, but the benefit that you have in your pocket is that you have a young individual who would like to go out and hunt. So youth hunts are available for you in certain of the deer management units that you can apply for when it comes to the youth hunt where uh, you can accompany the the young individual that goes out there you can sit next to them they get to uh, shoot things that you don't get to shoot in some of these areas I mean they could take a doe they could take uh, a spike or a nice buck so they get a better opportunity so instead of being all selfish like me and doing it just for yourself. <laughs> uh, go out there and shoot the deer out from well, underneath your kid. They, they also have family hunts. Too. Well, they, family but, the, hunts. but the youth deer hunts, uh, they have them at uh, uh, a lot of the DMUs, and sometimes your chances of getting in there are better than uh, other opportunity hunts there, there is are, what I'm saying. There are some things with the youth hunting programs that are out there that are some really good lands that aren't even open up to general public That's at right. all. So, but nice. let me tell you, I, I cut my teeth in Florida in Green Swamp. Green Swamp is what we call romp and stomp. After the first nine days of the season, you are free to go out there seven days a week to go hunt throughout okay. the rest of the season. So it's not too late for this year. I, oh, no. no, 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 no just started. Even, yeah, just started, man. Just let, started. Me te- let me tell you my experience in Green Swamp. The first part of the season when they do that quota in there is not the best time to hunt deer in that place. The best time to hunt deer in there is, you know... The latter part the of the later, season. The very end part of the season is when they really start to get on the move. The bucks start to move. We get a little cooler weather, and they tend to rut right there towards the end of the season. And bring a thermosol or two. That, yeah, that's so. for sure. Yeah, learn that. Well, I'm... I think I'm okay for getting ready for spring turkey, but uh, yeah, I was worried about you know the boy wants to hunt, and I'm taking him up to Wisconsin for the opener of gun deer here in about a week or week or so. Oh yeah, that's right. So, spoil, uh, spoil the crap out of him before he gets down here. <laughs> yeah, I yeah. Well, you know what? Yeah. He's he's 
13, he's already shot two bucks uh, in the last two years. So we shot four in a weekend last year. I mean, it's, I mean, yeah. they shoot 400,000 to open a weekend. Oh, yeah. Still getting hit by cars. Yeah, yeah. it's crazy up there. Well, it, you can go out there in Green Swamp after the first nine days, hunt it. That's what I'll be doing. I'll be out there a little bit more this year. So excellent. That's zone B, right? You're in the it, middle it, of zone it, B. It is zone B. So yep. you got all the way until February 21st. You got, well, you got from December fifth, right? December fifth. They won't yeah. run all the way to the end. And then probably. you go all the way to February 21st. That's, uh, is what that's the, the zone. But the management area will have different dates than the zone has. Yeah. yeah. Check check the you know check the the regulations for you, each management area. You, you plan also to go have. To. You also have Richland after the first nine days. Richland, just on the north side there, will also have it. The nice thing that, that's really nice about Richland is you can ride around in there all year round where Green Swamp, the gates are locked. Richland, you could ride around and, and go out there and just drive dirt roads looking for where uh, you see deer crossing. You yeah, know? As long as you're not making mud holes, you're all good. What about parking in those areas? Is it designated parking or no? Nope. 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 Pull Not, off. Okay. Pull yeah. off. Don't block uh, fire lanes or you make your or handicap roads and that, and you just pull off the side of the road and hunt. Yeah. It's gotcha. Well, okay. It's it's really well, appreciate it, guys. You gave me some hope. It it is really really an easy place as far as riding around. There's the like Green Swamp. Most of it has roads that crisscross. You can end up on some other road and having to walk a long way to get back. But um, compass compass reading does not always take you back where you want to go because there could be a swamp that's the biggest, nastiest <laughs> thing you have ever seen in that's your why life. They, that's why they always say when you're hunting green swamp, always pack some waders. <laughs> or just get prepared to get I wet just, and swim. Just, I mean, you know, yeah. tennis shoes well, and plan on getting yeah, wet. B- believe yeah. me, I, I got well, it. swamp is in the title. So. Yes, yes yeah. it is. It's I, kind I, of pretty much self-explanatory. I, I got in a pickle with my son there, and let me tell you, it was... <laughs> it's impenetrable in some places. But you know what? Only do that if you're going back. Because as I've learned from many experiences, getting that wet, going to an area, and then shooting something in that area, then having to make the decision that I have to float it back the way I came, uh, is usually a harder decision, and it makes for a yeah. very it makes for a very long afternoon into the evening and early night. Then you're not really weigh two hundred and fifty pounds. <laughs> well, hopefully by that end you've cut off enough of the critter and left it behind to where it's it's pretty much you're carrying out back straps and hams. If not, <laughs> if not, then you really know who your friends are. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Well, Alan, don't don't give up. You can go out there hunt, and it's it's the better part of the hunt. Even without the quota. Yeah, you'll have fun. There's plenty Excellent. of opportunities, man. Beautiful scenery. Excellent. Appreciate it, guys. Yeah, All and right. if you see a Sasquatch, it's up to you to shoot it or not. That's up to you. <laughs> call him Skunk Ape. Skunk Ape, <laughs> Sasquatch, whatever well, you want to call him. Thanks for good. calling in, Alan. See you, buddy. Be All careful right, out there. Enjoy your weekend. Will do. Thanks. All right. See you, buddy. Yeah, I was going to say that uh, for the most part, most of the people uh, – if they have kids, that's usually their first indication. I know Carlos is always big on that. He always wanted to get Eric out front. Eric, get out here, get Eric his turkey, well, get his, his first gator, get all that stuff because those are memories that you can never, well, you never, you in, can never recreate. In once addition you don't to want that, them. Alan, I, I, if you're still listening, one of the things talk about turkey season. We have a youth season, which is the week before 
the adult season. That's true. And here locally, one of the best places to go would be that Richland. You take your kid up to Richland. You can drive in. There's no gate to check in or out. And I can tell you I've taken youth up there and done very well on that youth Yeah, we came close. Does Croom have one, too? Because that one always seems to pull out some pretty good birds, at least for the last couple years. I I didn't look at the Croom brochure. (laughs) Richland was close to to where you? we're at yeah and so it, it it is the place for me especially once you i tell people get to know a place go in there start walking oh yeah start figuring out where where things are in an area take a take a half mile square block and know it own it okay? and, and then every time you go pick a new spot and go Be- i know we used to do that at citrus management area because all the time i can tell you in florida hunting especially in Green Swamp, you can be 50 yards, 100 yards away from a perfect spot that there's game going by all day and you'll never know it because you are you just can't see that far or you can't see into that. Or you don't get off a fire road. Yeah, it, it, it's, yeah. it's crazy how, how thick it is and how those animals use some of this area. And Bill calls it? A walkabout. Yeah, I'm going on a walkabout. That's what he likes to say. I'm going on a walkabout. If that were true, he would do it barefooted. No. Uh, Fire ants and all. Just do it. Take it, man. Take it. No, them saw palmettos, I'd have nothing left. Listen, I've seen him trudge through some ugly stuff, man. I'm like, yeah, you go. I'll be right here. I was going to ask you when you said that. When you, I know that Rich Loam is open year-round, and I know a lot of guys, we used to ride motorcycles up in there and, uh, you know, well, they're street legal, you know, dual sport bikes, so they were legal to ride on the roads and all that stuff. So uh, you could go up there and mess around instead of having to go uh, go over to Croom and, and go through all that crap. But um, the thing was is when it comes to Green Swamp, I can't go in there and scout around all year and go mess around for the day, go hike around through the woods or anything, or I just have to park outside oh, the gate. Oh, you have to park that. outside the gate if yeah. the gate's not open. Yeah, and do it that way. Yes. So a lot of hoofing and walking. Yeah. Pack some water. Hour number three is coming up right around the corner. We got some more deer chat when we come back. It is the Big and Wild Outdoors. We're brought to you by our good friends over at Brandon Ford. Go see him today. Get that car truck of your dreams. It's sitting right there on the lot waiting for you. Brooksy. We'll be right back.